Well, good morning. Breakfast at the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. or thereabouts. Uh, I had a little two-week hiatus. I, I was at the NAR legislative meetings in Washington, D.C., uh, discussing uh, housing affordability, which uh, we'll probably get into with my next guest as well. And uh, without further ado, and now, by way of Delray Beach, Florida, he is a broker associate with EXP Realty. He was recently ranked in the top 100 of real estate professionals by the Wall Street Journal. He is a team leader and coach of Saperstein Group. He's a father, husband, a Tesla driving and caricature showing agent. Stand up and make some noise for Paul Saperstein. Hey, Dave. How are you, bud? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Paul. So, you know, um, you know, we've known each other for a while now, and we've gone through um, all these, you know, crazy markets going left, right, up and down. Um, how's the market? Yeah, it depends. If you watch the news, you'll read one thing. If you if you listen to the brokers and the top you know people in the area, they might tell you something different. I, I think we're kind of in a special place down here, and we're we're you know it's it's actually really exciting to sell real estate in South Florida. We're probably the you know top state in the country as far as you know people moving in. It's a very transient state. Uh, I guess you know me and you probably been down here twenty something years. And I guess the rest of the country is now realizing, hey, Florida is the place to be. But it's a uh, it's a blessing to work in the market down here. And I think it's always strong. You know, for us brokers, it doesn't necessarily matter if the market is is, you know, hot or cold. As long as transactions are happening, you know, and we're able to help families get into their homes. I mean, that, that's really what it's all about down here. So. Absolutely. Um, you know, we talk about inventory and, and you know, too often, you know, people say, well, inventory is really low. There's nothing to, you know, to, to sell or, and, and such. And really, it's more about the available inventory that we're having a, an issue with. Um, have you seen, because um, some people have seen in the last two weeks, and you see the news and media starting to change a little bit, whereas they're saying, well, hey, uh, inventory is starting to creep up. You know, sales are, are starting to, um, transaction sides are starting to lessen. You know, have you been seeing that as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you check just real numbers on the MLS, you know, South Florida, you know, which is uh, Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach County, we usually have about 60,000 active listings. We were down about 14,000. I think we're at 15,500 or 16,000. And I think the recent increase is probably, you know, if you watch the news and you think the market's turning and you were on the fence of selling, you know, I think the reason we're having a little bit of spike is because people say, well, let me sell before the market, you know, you know, goes sideways. So it, it's actually good. It's um, I don't know that the market's changed. It's just, you know, news is is news. And, you know, if you follow it, you, you could get scared to death. You know, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, they did a good job during uh, <laughs> the pandemic and uh, as it continues. Right. So, uh, you know, um, you know. When we're looking at the uh, the market and, and and you know South Florida as you as you alluded to, you know you said that you know we kind of have like a hedge down here, right? We have 800 people coming uh, here every day, uh, or the you know at least the state of Florida, and you know people wanting to come, you know beaches and all that kind of stuff. Is there anything else that you think that uh, you know maybe uh, not everyone knows about South Florida that you think uh, you know they should know? You know, sure. I mean, parks. you know, um, 
yeah, I've been down here since 97 when I graduated from uh, and 99 and graduated from FAU. And I used to, as we were younger, used to think the summertime was was the best time in Florida. We were young enough to handle the heat, but yet the restaurants and the roads weren't crowded. Um, I think a lot of people think it's so hot here in the summer, but I'm, I'm from Maryland. I don't know where you are from originally, but it's just as hot in these other places in the country. Plus, you know, we're, you know, four to six miles from the beach at all times. So, you know, I, I think the summertime used to be the best kept secret down here. And we're always in the air condition if we're working. But now people are realizing and obviously as you get older, it is it is hard to handle the heat outside. But I think the rest of the country is very similar. So uh, summers were kind of the best kept secret here, I think. You know, getting back to the market, we, um, you know, a lot of economists, um, Lawrence Yoon, the chief economist of the National Association of Realtors, uh, Dr. Brad O'Connor, the uh, chief economist for the Florida Realtors, are all, um, you know, expecting uh, significant transaction sides um, being down, you know, as much as 20 to 25 percent. And, you know, it really comes down to, you know, yes, we have a lot of demand, but the available inventory. How do you think interest rates are going to affect the real estate market, maybe in the next, the near term, the three, you know, next three to six months in South Florida. So, yeah, it surprised you. I, so I do pretty much a hundred percent listing side, except it's for family. And it was recently that I actually spoke to a mortgage broker and asked him what the interest rates were. And I mean, I kind of have a pulse on it, but they were 2% higher than I remember in a long time, which really, you know, everybody, whether you're buying a car, whether you're buying a furniture, they're always pushing the envelope what they can afford. So if their affordability goes down and the you know interest rates are, are up, it, it's a double-edged sword where, you know, I'm sorry, and the pricing goes up, they can't even afford what they're willing to buy. And that's probably what is going to affect the transactions in the long run. Yeah, I mean, we continue to fight for, um, you know, property insurance reform, and they're having a special legislative session at the end of May, uh, you know, to uh, hopefully uh, combat some of this um, because, you know, as interest rates go up, the property insurance um, uh, in South Florida is, is is through the roof right now. So affordability has become an issue um, going forward. So we're hopefully by the end of the year, we'll get that uh, somewhat corrected. Let's talk a little bit about marketing because I got to tell you, you know, when you um, when you started out, um, you know, in, in our careers, you know, relatively are about the same in the sense of, um, you know, when we started out in real estate and you know, you really took to marketing. Tell us a little bit about marketing and, and how it's affected your business. Sure. So I, I did, I, you know, I, I minored in marketing at FAU. I always had an interest in advertising marketing. And, you know, it wasn't really till about 15 years of the business where I really said, you know what, if I don't get to the listing side, eventually I just see the buyer side of the business, especially now with, you know, multiple offer situations. It just, you're not in control of your own destiny. Um, so I, I started, you know, print marketing probably about, you know, six or seven years ago with a local firm out here that that actually used two different companies now. But they're um, they're really marketing companies, but they to most people, they think they're a printing company. So if you align yourself with the right vendors and you have the right message, I really think having the right message based on whatever target audience you're going after is the important thing. I think one of the main mistakes that a lot of agents use, they want it to look pretty and they want it to speak to them. But unfortunately, the, the audience on the other side is really who it has to speak to. Um, and, you know, branding is, is very important. Um, you know, the, 
you know, I hear a lot of the top agents, they, they say it's not the agent who does the most sales that's the top agent. It's the agent that, that knows the most people, you know, that, that has the widest reach. And, and that's very important, you know, to, uh, you know, and, and, you know, both of us, we never turned any, any deals, whether it's small, whether it's big. Um, and that's how you grow your name, your brand. And, you know, um, I can tell you firsthand print marketing is not dead. Direct mail, especially during COVID. I mean, you know, what funner thing is to do to, to then open the mail and see what kind of bills and see what kind of agents are, are mailing to your neighborhood. Um, you know, but it's, it's, it's important. Like the, the mail piece that goes out, you know, one, one tip I can give to everybody, make sure you proof it. I mean, if you're sending to a neighborhood and there's some major, major mistakes on there, you know, you're now spending money to advertise to people that you don't know what you're talking about or you don't know what's in the neighborhood. For example, if it's a single family neighborhood and you talk about condos, you know, I can only imagine around the neighborhood how many people are going to talk about. Can you see Saperstein thought there was condos in, in Casabella? I mean, I, I can't imagine how that conversation would flow. Yeah. No, agreed. <laughs> Um, you know, it's funny because, you know, it's still the old fundamentals work, right? Direct mail and such. But, you know, you you uh, embraced uh, branding, you know, going into that. You know, um, you got a Tesla. Um, you put the Tesla all over um, your branding and such. Tell us a little bit about that thought and, and, and how you came up with. Um, also, you were probably one of the first people that I noticed that had a caricature, you know, so uh yeah, yeah, tell the, us more about it. Yeah, the character is kind of like a um, you know conversation starter. It's funny. Obviously, I've gotten older. You know, the picture is actually from when I was was probably <laughs> twenty three, graduated from college. It wasn't even really a real estate picture. And I don't think you know when I used it fifteen or, or so years ago, I wasn't planning on actually keeping it. It just kind of stuck. And I've actually over the years tried to get new avatars, which I which I don't like as much, and I, I couldn't. I, I just couldn't do it. So. Um, I actually saw there was there was an artist. He was out of California that used to do these um, avatars for real estate agents. I think I stumbled across it by accident. Um, now, a lot of the agents on my team, we use Fiverr, which is, you know, five dollars versus the three hundred dollars I paid for an artist, you know, 20 years ago. Um, the Tesla, you know, the you know, it, it's a great real estate car. Um, I'm not putting it on there to show off. Has nothing to do with that. It's really just more, you know, forward thinking, you know, kind of the next generation of agents, um, you know, just, you know, cutting edge, you know, technology is kind of what I've, I've, you know, put in place in my business. And it's, um, it's just fun. I mean, I, I really, you know, if you don't have fun in this business, you know, me and you've been in it so long, like if you don't have fun in this business, like it, it just doesn't make sense to even, even stay in the business. You, you got to make it fun out there. Yeah. Agreed. You know, um, and, you know, and it's amazing because, you know, branding, you know, and, and maybe you can talk about this a little bit, but um, you said something really, you know, really, really intelligent in the sense that you have a Tesla, right? Te you know, they equate Tesla to technology and then you're putting technology in your systems. You know, does your marketing need to be consistent and does your branding need to be consistent? Yes. So I, I do almost the same thing I do when print marketing that, um, um, that I do in digital marketing, I can't really see and track the results as good with digital marketing, especially a lot of my audience is the, um, you know, the seniors. So it's hard to, but we do a lot of stuff on the back end with uh, remarketing and driving to the website and showing banner ads. Uh, but the more, more tools and systems I'm using now are, um, you know, a lot of AI stuff, a lot of 
you know, we have uh, ISAs that are, you know, getting back to the leads 24 seven, 365 in real time, but not virtual. I mean, these, these are real, real live human beings, which is, which is great. And, you know, kind of keeps that personal touch as you, as you grow the business and, um, you know, it's just, you know, it's, you know, everybody will tell you whatever, whatever company they're at is speed the lead. If you're paying a ton of money to generate these leads, either make sure, first of all, you answer your phone. And if you can't, you're getting back to them within, you know, I think they say after five minutes, the lead is pretty much. And I've had people flat out. They've told me, sorry, you didn't answer your phone. I, I've called two other agents. I'm all set. I'm thinking like, wow, you know, five minutes, like you already found another broker. Like that's the world we're in, in the, in the instant gratification world. And, and it's really not an instant gratification business, especially on our end. I tell all the new agents that are getting into the business, you know, they, this sales cycle of, of real estate is, is months, could be years, but they still expect us to get back to them within five minutes. And the most important thing on that, on that initial call is establish some kind of relationship because you're just a, you know, you're, you're just a uh, voice over the phone, but if you can get in front of them, your chances of, of, of having a real estate transaction with them are a hundred times as much. I don't know if that's the exact number, but you become a, you become a real person, and it and and that's really the goal in our business is not just to be an order taker, not just to send out MLS searches, actually to meet and greet these people, not sell them a home, but you want to get in front of them somehow. Yeah, yeah, making more connections, building more relationships, absolutely. You know, the crazy thing is, is with these online leads, and and there's so many uh, lead sources and platforms, um, you know, that you you could embrace. But, you know, there's over 100 million leads um, that uh, happened in, in 2021. And there were only 6.1 million <laughs> transaction sites. So and, and, and many of those were not from online leads. So, you know, you do the math. It's it, it's a uh, it's a tough, you know, um, almost to a certain degree of, you know, um, boiler room mentality you need with, um, you know, constantly speaking to these um you know, online leads. And, you know, the one thing that I found very interesting is because they do studies and they say, you know, basically the first person to um, pick up the phone, like you said, um, or, you know, is who they use as a real estate. So yes, you obviously need credibility and stuff like that, but you know, it, that's why a lot of these newer agents uh, are doing so well because they're, they're just pounding the phones and, and, uh, and getting, you know, and, and they're hungrier, you know, than, than some of us uh, old folks. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your team. Um, and let, how let you... drop, I want to drop one more nugget about a lead yeah. source that anybody else can use that, you know, so we get some value also here. Sure. We recently um, signed up for everybody on the team for a company called Set Schedule. What Set Schedule does, it, it, it actually, um, it's, it's a referral source, kind of like, you know, your uh, home light or the other, you know, the other places that actually send you referrals up Nest. But what they do is I think they're actually buying recycled leads, which which actually, you know, if you first think about it, you're saying, well, if they're recycled, they're, they're probably garbage. But if you think about it, so, you know, somebody's spending, you know, we have agents not on our team that spend that much, but some agents have their whole business on Zillow, their whole business on on Realtor.com. They're spending $100 plus a lead. They call it one time. They don't answer. Maybe they text them. They leave them a voicemail. And then it probably just goes in their database. And they never touch it again. What this company set schedule does is actually, I think they sell these refurbished leads. They're asking for a 20% referral. And you can basically sign up as a team for 
call it $500 to $1,000 an agent for the year, you pretty much get unlimited leads. And then, you know, you just owe them a 20% referral fee if you close something exactly from that particular, you know, buyer or seller's name, which there are seller leads on there as well. So, I mean, that's kind of what we, we were doing heavy on Zillow. We were doing heavy on Realtor.com. Same thing, closing one to 2%. And we really have recently in the last month transitioned in a set schedule, which is, you know, these refurbished leads. But, you know, if you actually study how long the, the, the cycle is for these internet leads to buy, who cares if it's a three-month-old lead? If they haven't bought and nobody's called them in two months and in, in, in 29 days, it's now a fresh lead. And they're not charging per lead. So, you know, um, you know, Dave put the, the it's just setschedule.com, set up an account. You can set up a team account, individual account. I don't get paid if you sign up. You don't have to mention my name. I just want to see, you know, some other people do good in the area or across the country who's ever watching and, you know, benefit from it. Because, you know, the and, and I love what you're doing, Dave, you know, getting the, you know, all the different brokerages together and the top agents. And, and that's really what the industry is about. It didn't used to be that way when we first started 20 years ago. But I'm glad everybody's embracing the uh, collaboration between the brokerages and making the business fun again. It, it really is awesome. So. No, agreed. I mean, it, you know, it's just like building relationships with clients. You know, it's building relationships with agents and our brokers, you know, that, um, you know, because we're going to sell each other's listings. You know, we're gonna, um, yeah. you know, we're in the business together. And, you know, if we're going to go ahead and erode each other. Um, we're going to erode the business as well. So, yeah. um, absolutely. I didn't mean to dodge your question on teams. I'll answer it when you're done. Sorry. No, no, no. Agreed. No, no. I, I love that. I mean, uh, listen, it's all about value. And, and I, um, I think that's awesome. I think that a lot of times, you know, uh, you know, like you said, a three month old, uh, lead, um, that, you know, the, the agent has really lost, um, that buyer because the agent's like, you know what, um, this person's never going to buy or, or they lose, you know, their motivation or whatever. A lot of times these three month old leads are just happy to hear from you. So, you know, it should be, um, it, you know, it might be a, a better lead, even even fresher. So um, let's talk about the let's talk about team and attracting talent. Um, how do you attract talent? So the you know, obviously I was at Remax for 15 years. I always wanted to build a team. I couldn't really figure out exactly how to do it there. Um, you know, the, the young agents who are getting the business, I'm always been impressed by them. I love learning from them. Um, you know, unfortunately I, I couldn't figure out how to make it happen there. Um, you know, it really wasn't the broker. I was at a different Remax, but it really wasn't set up they didn't really have the training in place. They, they really didn't have everything in place for, for, for what I needed. Um, so when I switched to, to EXP, um, I was able to take on new agents with the mentorship program. Um, although I really don't take brand new agents underneath my wing so much. It's more I'll try to put them with somebody else on the team that's like-minded. Maybe they have a one-year head start over them. Uh, I'm always there if they need me, but it's... Um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a little different here. We have a, what's called a sponsor. Um, we get an assigned mentor and we're able to, you know, organically grow the team. Um, everybody's with the same mindset and it works. And, and one thing I think I did a little bit different, maybe it was thinking outside the box, maybe when I came here three and a half years ago, where there's three different team options. We, we did something called a self-directed team or self-organized team, which actually we don't actually take a portion of the agent's commission. 
we still run it like a team. We've got great culture, but we actually don't take a portion of their commission. Only on leads that we hand out, we do take a 25% referral fee if it's through Realtor.com or Zillow or, or you know, personal lead. But I mean, not a personal lead, anything we give them. But on set schedule, we're actually not taking anything. They're just paying the 20% to set schedule and, and just having a you know, viable lead source that they can continue to grow their business with. But when you're, when you're looking for agents, right, um, to join your team, specifically the Saperstein Group, uh-huh. you know, um, what are you looking for as far as skill set? You know, um, how are you attracting talent, um, you know, in, 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 you know, a very competitive landscape? Sure. So um, believe it or not, this, you know, people want to, and I'm not, this is not saying this ego, people want to be around other successful people. Sure. Uh, that are that are willing to teach them the same way you got a, a striving brokerage there. The um, so I'm looking for people with a very similar mindset, very coachable. I'm looking for people that had a, a different career that was successful that they can plug into the business. A customer service background is a huge, huge benefit to get in this business. Um, and no matter where they work, Remax, EXP you know, Caldwell, Century 21, we know the failure rate's high, but I don't really discuss that with them. I, you know, very, very positive mindset. will let them know, you know, we never talk about, well, eight and a half of you out of 10 of you guys are going to fail. It's always, I know you're going to make it. It's just how long is it going to take you to make it? You know, negativity, you know, we really don't have any negativity in the office. It's a very, you know, positive. There's no jealousy, it's very, you know, uh, we're excited to show each other listings and it just, it just, the culture, you know, um, is, is just, it's just right. And, and people either feel it when they get here and, or, or they don't, it's, it's, and we don't talk, it's crazy. We like, if you actually, you know, if you actually sat interview, we don't talk about EXP at all. It's not really about EXP. It's about the agent. If you sit there and listen, what are your goals? What What's your dreams in real estate? Do you want to buy real estate? Do you want to become a listing agent? Do you want to become a buyer's agent? Do you want to specialize in rentals? If you listen to what their why is and why they're getting in the business, they they will tell you. It's, it's, it's not about Dave when we're meeting somebody. It's not about Paul. It's about the agent. The same way when we go on a listing appointment, Dave's a great listing agent as well. If you're there talking about yourself, you're going to miss the clues of, of, of why you're in the house. Why are they selling? Is it financial? Is it, is it personal? Are they sick? God forbid. And, you know, just, it just be a great listener in the business. And you're, and, and it's funny, like, as soon as you stop trying to make money in this business, that's when you make money. You know, it's 15 years to figure that out, but you know, these, <laughs> these young kids learn it faster and, and, and they're great, man. They're, they're an inspiration. They kind of keep me going. It's, it's it's a doggy dog world, but they they keep you young and hungry, and it's fun. Yeah. Awesome. So I always end the program on uh, two questions. Um, one is, uh, what is your favorite all time streaming series? Uh, your show, you know, whatever uh, favorite show you you have, and what are you currently watching? Wow, I'm not a big TV or live stream guy, so I'm gonna have to give you a shout. I'm gonna have to say it's Breakfast with the Broker. <laughs> How about a book? How about, how, about, how about a book recommendation? No? Ooh, I'm not a big reader either, surprisingly. Um, you know, let's see. <laughs> I put you on the spot. Sorry. Yeah. You know, it's so, a, you know, a lot of times, you know, people, you know, watch this obviously for the real estate um, yeah. um, 
you know, uh, tips and advice and, and things that we provide value, you know, with our guests. Um, but a lot of times people are always intrigued by those two questions. They're like, oh, you know, I, I never heard of that show. Or I never had that show. So that's my, my kind of secret sauce, and I've, I've always been this way, and it, you know, I guess it could be kind of annoying to some people. Whoever I meet, I ask them 100 questions. I, I'm not really a big reader, not, you know, not, not don't watch TV that much, but when I meet a person, I want to know, I want to dive into them. What made you successful? How did you think of that? And just really ask the right questions and you'll get to know them. And that's kind of how I, you know, uh, I gain my knowledge and, you know, uh, my, my reading is, is not my uh, forte. Unfortunately. Love it. Love yeah. it. So. Paul, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and, and being part of breakfast with the broker and, you know, and, and, and talking about listening and talking about asking questions for clarity um, and, uh, you know, giving the advice on marketing regarding, uh, you know, and referral leads on set schedule and stuff. So uh, we appreciate it. Uh, continued success to you. And uh, breakfast at the broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Thanks so much. Thanks, Take guys. Care, guys. Take care. Take care.